Hello, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. The work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work and abundance alignment as well as one-off online healing and teaching sessions. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. So welcome to any new listeners and a hello to regular listeners. And thank you for all your messages of support and all your kindness at this time. It's very appreciated. For those of you that want to know how you can support the work and support the free content, you can go to the website, which is sacredspacehealing.org. There is a drop-down menu uh, on the home page and if you click on the donate button you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to at this time all the money goes back either into the work so creating more free content for the podcast channel and the youtube channel or it goes towards a bursary scheme that i offer once a month to assist those that are really desperate but really want to do this work um, or it goes towards a freelancers fund that i've set up here in the UK to assist those that are self-employed and freelance and are not getting any support right now. So all donations are gratefully received. So today's podcast is looking at intrusive thoughts and obsessions. Now it's an interesting time because I think with this much time on our hands I'm sure many people are feeling as if they have got obsessive thoughts or intrusive thoughts, but I just want to give you a different slant on them um, and something to take into consideration when it comes to your energetic uh, self-care and daily practice. So intrusive thoughts psychologically are often um, interpreted or defined as thoughts that prevent you from going about your day, going about your business, but they can also include thoughts that are destructive in some way, whether it's self-harm or harm of another. So I obviously need to say that if any of you are experiencing intrusive thoughts to that level where you want to harm yourself or harm another, it's paramount that you seek out support. So from an online forum, a helpline, friends, family, Um, a qualified therapist, uh, a counsellor, a teacher, a coach, someone that you can talk to about these thoughts. It's not enough to just sit with them and hope that they'll go away. From an energetic, shamanic perspective, intrusive thoughts are often seen as uh, an energetic intrusion. And I just want to explain some of that. So for people who are very sensitive, energy sensitive, and I don't really like terms, you know, like I really don't like the term light worker, earth angel, empath, because I think we've taken these terms now as badges of honor. You know, I can't tell you the number of times people come up to me or we're in a conversation or, you know, someone will email me and say, I'm an empath, as if it's... I don't know, as if it's some kind of badge of honour, you know, like you've achieved this amazing thing. I mean, I think we all have the ability to be empaths and empathise. 
but for whatever reason, some people are more empathic than others. And actually, that's a whole other podcast. And often, empaths are born out of um, growing up in narcissistic homes, trauma, uh, or, at some, or being in situations where their boundaries were crossed. And in order to survive, they had to develop this, kind of overdevelop this skill, which was to be able to feel other people's emotions and thought forms and vibrations. And it, it was a means of survival. So when people hold I'm an empath as a badge of honor, it isn't really because it's a double-edged sword. You know, there is a it is a gift in many ways, and it means that most empaths can make really great healers and counselors and therapists because they're able to really feel the pain of those who come to see them. But it also means that their place in the world is really difficult because they feel everything and the truth is that their skill was born out of survival and so the more they heal themselves and heal their past and their traumas they can get a better handle on that skill so it doesn't have to rule their lives but uh, for want of a better term empaths often are very sensitive to other people's vibrations to the vibration of a space to thought forms and to energy forms and emotional energy forms. So they can sometimes take on the energies of other people and intrusive thoughts um, and intrusive emotions. Now, what do I mean by intrusive or obsessive? What I mean is that a way of tracking it is to really kind of bring awareness to any thought forms that feel as if they're not your own and any repeating thought forms or obsessive thought forms that you find yourself falling into. So this can happen, to use that term again, to empaths when they're around a lot of people because they're picking up other people's energies. But it can also happen to all of us when we are kind of mind-programmed or we are um, bombarded by subliminal messages. So you might find that you watch television for a, a couple of days straight, or you go to the cinema, or you are watching a lot of adverts or music videos, or you're watching a lot of adult movies. And the subliminal messages within these programs, these images might create some intrusive thoughts within you. So, for example, and this is a well-known fact, people who watch a lot of horror films have that uh, energy within them and they sometimes find that they are more susceptible to believing that something terrible is going to happen, they're more fearful, they're more on edge. Similarly, people who watch a lot of adult movies or watch stuff that has a very high sex content... Um, and that's music videos, that's certain types of films, it's, you know, even adverts these days, right? It doesn't just have to be adult movies. We'll find that their intrusive thoughts are of a sexual nature. But it's the same thing. You could watch, you could sit, I mean, I don't really watch TV at all much. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to get my head around this anymore. But I do know that those times in my life when I did... But if you were to sit and watch TV all day, by the end of the day, there's a load of things that you're going to want to buy. There's 
different thought forms that you have about yourself, about the world, about other people, because you've kind of been hypnotized by these images, music, subliminal programming. And they become intrusive thoughts. Oh, I've got to get that top. I've got to go to that thing. I really need a drink. Um, or, or whatever it is, right? Or self-loathing or whatever it is. And if these thoughts come out of nowhere, this is why journaling is so good, but if these thoughts come out of nowhere, you know, two days ago you weren't obsessed with needing to go to that place or buy that thing or eat that bit of food, but now you're having this obsessive thought, this intrusive thought, it's worth tracking when the thought started. So sometimes it will be because we've watched certain things or listened to certain things. Sometimes it will be because we've been around certain energies and we've picked up on the thought forms of others. And sometimes it's because we're picking up on what's in the collective. So, you know, at the moment in the collective, we have a lot of fear and anger and hopelessness. And you might find that you're getting intrusive thoughts around those emotional states. But then actually, if you disconnected yourself a little bit, say, from social media or, you know, that narrative that is running at the moment, these intrusive thoughts might go away or they might soften. That's why I think meditation, self-reflection and journaling are so important because we get a really good sense of who we are and what our innate way of seeing the world and thinking is. I know that, for example, as a person, I... I'm not a particularly angry person and I'm not particularly uh, judgmental or uh, negative. But I can fall into those states very easily when I'm around certain people or certain environments or subjected to certain images uh, or media. And so what often happens to me is if I'm around people who are not being truthful about what they are feeling... So they're saying one thing, you know, they're smiling to your face and they're pretending to be one thing. But underneath it, there's something else. So underneath it, they're, you know, sitting on a load of unexplored rage or judgment or shame or guilt or fear or whatever it is. As an empath, using that term, and as someone who's really sensitive to energies and, and people's energetic fields, I find that I end up soaking in their unclaimed stuff and then it has to purge itself through me so I find myself my intrusive thoughts which is a really good indicator of when I'm off balance and I need to do a clear is when I start to feel angry or anxious or judgmental or negative you know I'll be saying one negative thing after the next and it's just not who I am it's not how I view the world it's not my energy but if I'm surrounded by people who are like that you know, we live in a society where we are past, there's a lot of passive, aggressive states of being, especially in this country, especially in the UK, and that we say one thing, but we feel another thing. I mean, I think people in the UK, I think one of the defining things about this country, and there are some great things and not so great things, is the inability to be straight in this country. Like When I think of the temperament of the UK, I don't think of people that are straight in your face, tell it how it is. You know, there isn't that kind of passion and that truthfulness that you get in a lot of Mediterranean cultures and countries where 
you know, one minute they're angry, the next minute they're sad, but there's nothing bad in that because the emotion comes out, it's released, and then they go back to who they are. They don't hold grudges, they're not they're not sort of harboring and sitting on emotions. The stiff upper lip of this country means that people very rarely express what they really feel. So they'll smile to your face and they'll hug you and they'll go, you look wonderful, hello darling, you know, there'll be all that bullshit. But actually underneath it, they're harboring all these resentments and this anger and this rage. And I mean, we're seeing it at the moment, you know, what's kind of spilling out in people during this time. So when all of that sat on, if you're a sensitive person, you're going to pick up on that. You're not going to buy into the mask. You're going to pick up on that. And that becomes an intrusive energy within itself. Furthermore, people like that are more likely to be directing negative energy at other people but in such a way that you would never realize it was them, right? Because they've got the smile on, they brought the cake into the office the next day to treat everyone, you know, they do all the right things, but underneath it, they are harboring real rage and resentment. So the intrusive thoughts are often things that aren't your truth. The intrusive thoughts are often emotional states that aren't your truth. And we do move through lots of different emotional states, but I think... If we have a really clear, conscious relationship with ourselves, we know what our default emotional state is. You know, is your default emotional state rage, anger, sadness, grief, depression? Or is it something other? And I think when some other state comes in and you find yourself experiencing that, rather than accepting that that defines you, it's worth questioning when that emotional state came in were you around a certain group of people? Had you engaged in a certain activity? Had you watched something? Had you listened to a certain piece of music? You know, it's a well-known fact that people who listen to certain types of music, it affects their emotional state. So if you're going to sit around listening to gangster rap all day um, about how people are going to get shot in the head and fucked up, it's it's going to generate an emotion in you. I mean, you know, if you want to do a really good workout at the gym or you want to go for a run you're going to put certain pieces of music on because they're going to make you feel certain ways similarly if you're going to sit around all day watching music videos with women wearing next to no clothes writhing up and down pretending that they're coming every three seconds then you might find that your emotional state has shifted a little bit I mean that's why what we have in this kind of fake goddess explosion that we've seen at the moment and that's is a topic for another podcast, is um, this idea that, you know, every woman feels, every a certain type of woman feels that she's in a music video. So she's walking down the street and she's got her hair blowing and she's got her fake nails on. She thinks she's in that music video. It's created an emotional state in her because she has spent most of her time watching those music videos, reading those magazines, listening to that music, right? Um, and so it alters our reality which is why when we want to alter our reality, we do meditations, we do yoga, we try and change our body chemistry to something that we want to manifest. So yeah, maybe you do want to feel like you're in a music video and you're going to put, put on certain tracks and watch certain things that make you feel that way, but maybe that wasn't a conscious choice. So I talk about intrusive thoughts and intrusive emotions when they're not consciously chosen, when they've been it, when they've intruded into your energy field and now you're, you've made them your own. So how do you clear these? 
I think a daily practice is the most important thing. It doesn't have to take up hours and it doesn't just have to be at the start of the day or at the end of the day. You can um, spread it out throughout the course of a day and at the moment there really is no excuse for not having a daily practice. You know, most people are in lockdown or quarantine and having to work from home unless you're on the front line fighting that fight right now. There really is no excuse to not have a daily practice. You can't say I didn't have time because you do. You have 24 hours in the day. You can't say, oh, I had to go to a meeting or I had some stuff to do because even if you did have to do that, you're at home. So it's so much easier to do this work when you're working from home than when you're in an office. So this is the perfect time to start to bring in a daily practice that clears you and realigns you so that if there are any intrusive thoughts that you're picking up from others that you may be living with, stuff that you've watched on TV or on the internet, stuff that you've listened to, stuff that you've read, things that you're picking up from the collective, you can clear that. So a daily practice is anything that realigns you positively and brings you back to you. Meditation, yoga, visualization, journaling, uh, cleansing baths, um, exercise, you know, whatever it is, dance, mantras, chanting, that brings you back to you. For those of you that have no idea how to create a daily practice, and I have to have a caveat for this, and say it's 2020, where have you been? Like, I just don't think that that is an excuse anymore. There's so much information out there. To say I don't know how to create a daily practice is actually not a viable excuse anymore. It isn't. But for those of you that genuinely don't know how to create a daily practice, because maybe there's so much information, you can go to my YouTube channel and there's a series there called 21 Days to Create a Daily Practice, which you can follow along. And there's lots of guidance for everyday stuff that you can do for 10, 15 minutes that can get you aligned. But there's other stuff out there as well. There's yoga, there's meditations, visualizations, chanting, so much stuff that you can do. And so I would pick one or two things that feel really good for you to do every day. And they become your, your daily practices in order to clear any intrusive thoughts, any intrusive emotions, any obsessive thoughts. I don't feel that as human beings, our natural state is to be obsessive. Like an obsessive thought usually means that we're totally out of alignment because we are not trusting in the natural order of things. So... If you're obsessing about a thing that you want to happen or you're obsessing about your body weight or the way you look or you're obsessing about your partner or a situation in your life or someone that you want, it, it usually means that we're out of alignment in some way. Because the truth is what is meant for us is never really going to pass us by. And the truth is that we can always align with what is for our greatest and highest good at any time. So if you're obsessing about that job or you're obsessing about um, that person, the reason you're obsessing about it is because deep down you believe it's not for you. Now that is work to do. You know, why do you feel that this thing that you really want is not for you? Is it because you don't think you deserve it? Is it because you actually deep down don't want it? Is it because it's not in alignment with the truth of who you are? Is it because you're scared of success? And similarly, you know, if you're obsessing about a person... You know, maybe you're obsessing about um, someone that you're attracted to or someone that you were in a relationship with and now you're not anymore. And you're desperately thinking of ways that you can get them and get them back in your life. I mean, that 
does mean that you're out of alignment with love and with uh, life force energy because whatever is for you, whoever is for you, whatever is in alignment with your greatest good and whatever is in alignment with the highest frequencies of love, if you are in alignment with the highest frequencies of love, is never going to pass you by. So if you're obsessing about a person, how can I get them? How can I get them to like me? How can I get them back? Then either you don't believe that you deserve love or you know deep down that this person is not for you, but you're trying to force something to happen. Um, or you're trying to use this person to fulfill a need in you that has been unmet by you. So it's always worth shining a light on obsessive thoughts and intrusive thoughts and asking, is this showing me something about myself that I need to heal? Is this something that I've picked up from someone else? Is this because I've been watching a lot of TV or music videos? Is it because I read that really scary book? And how can I come back to the truth of who I am? And if I don't know the truth of who I am, what can I start to do every day that connects me ever more to the truth of who I am? If you go to the website sacredspacehealing.org, you can find a link to the 21 Days to a Daily Practice on the YouTube channel. There are also meditations there that you can listen to. If you've never meditated before, I suggest the Inner Light Meditation. That's a really good meditation to listen to. It's very simple and it's a really good one to connecting you for connecting you to your inner light and the source of who you are, your truth. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.